Greetings in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Thank you for joining our Resurrection Sunday morning service. I'm excited today for we're going to continue on our series or with our series on the seven saints of Jesus Christ. We are almost there, but I'm telling you, this has been an exciting journey. This has been exciting because of the insight, because of the revelation that God has just brought us into and understanding more about what Jesus Christ has accomplished upon the cross of Calvary. Now, we have just dealt with the with the fifth saying of I thirst, and I'm telling you that it has been a great blessing. I believe that the sixth saying of Jesus Christ is very, very important for us to understand. And it's also a very, very powerful teaching that I believe that God will bless us. And through understanding, we will now walk in complete, complete victory. And that is what God wants us to achieve as his children is to walk in victory, having knowledge about the cross of Christ. Paul praise this prayer says i pray that you receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of jesus christ even the book of romans says um faith cometh by hearing and by hearing the word of the lord and by hearing the message of the cross and that has helped many of us and is helping many of us as we are continuing to grow in the message of the cross we're experiencing more and more victory and understanding what Jesus Christ has done for us brings us into that freedom, that liberty, and brings us into walking into the blessings that Christ has made available for us at Calvary's cross. Today we're going to look at the book of John chapter 19 and verse 30. John chapter 19 verse 30, reading from the NIV translation. And the Bible says, when he had received the drink, Jesus said, it is finished with that he bowed his head and gave up his spirit it is finished do we really believe that it is finished or are we trying to do the plus adding to what jesus christ has done on the cross are we trying to add things to the cross in order for us to merit any favor of God? Are we trying to do anything else so that we can come into right standing with God? Are we doing religion? Are we doing anything that is a plus? Maybe we are feeling the, 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 the cross of Christ is not sufficient enough and therefore we need to continuously add things to make us more righteous, make us more holy, make us more acceptable. I want to read a story of something that caught my attention. Some years ago, a Christian farmer was deeply concerned of an unsafe carpenter. The farmer sought to set before his neighbor the gospel of God's grace and to explain how that the finished work of Christ was sufficient for his soul to rest upon. But the carpenter persisted in the belief that he must do something himself. One day, the farmer asked the carpenter to make for him a gate. And when the gate was ready, he carried it away on his wagon. He arranged for the carpenter to call on him the next morning to see the gate as it hung in the field. At the appointed hour, the carpenter arrived and was surprised to find the farmer standing by, by with a sharp axe in his hand. What are you doing or what are you going to do? He asked, I'm going to add a few cuts and strokes to your work was the response but the but there is no need for it replied the carpenter the gate is all right as it is 
I did all that was necessary to it. The farmer took no notice, but lifting his axe, he slashed and hacked at the gate until it was completely spoiled. Look what you have done, cried the carpenter. You have ruined my work. Yes, said the farmer, and that is exactly what you are trying to do. You are seeking to nullify the finished work of Christ by your own miserable additions to it. God used this forceful object lesson object lesson to show the carpenter his mistake and he was led to cast himself by faith upon what christ had done for sinners hallelujah and that is what we need to do as people of god will we cast ourselves upon what jesus has already accomplished or do we do we want to do the add-ons the add-ons what is it jesus said it is finished we've spent five weeks on this teaching on the seven saints of jesus christ as he hung upon the cross giving himself as the ultimate sacrifice to provide redemption for fallen men we have discovered much about his obedience his compassion and his commitment but today we come to the greatest of these sayings each saying is important and they reveal much about our lord and redemption but of the seven, this one rises above the rest. Here we find, just before Jesus dies, Jesus Christ, a victory shout. It is finished. In the Greek, this word is, is one word and it's the listeia. Now the Jews or the Jews of those of those days or that time used to use one word to describe a whole lot of words in one thing. And by doing this, it is finished. They use the word telistia. But we can explain telistia later on and see what does it really mean. Telistia. If I'm pronouncing it correct, I hope I am. For many who looked on that day, Jesus was a failure. Many viewed him as a blasphemer. Others were likely disappointed and doubtful concerning Jesus. Maybe his disciples were standing at the cross discouraged. We followed this guy. We gave up everything. This guy has now just died. What's going to happen? For those who looked on that day, many may have taken these words as a submission to defeat. Seeing him as a total failure. He was overcome. They may have thought that Jesus had finally given in, realizing that he had failed in what he set out to do. Nothing could be further from that truth. Jesus was not a failure. He was not an imposter. Neither was he a blasphemer. He was not resigning to defeat. He was declaring victory in the simple statement Jesus serves notice that he has fulfilled the will of God concerning salvation salvation therefore we're going to take a few minutes just to dig into this text and we're going to believe god for understanding father i pray that you open my heart my mind my spirit i pray lord that my mind will think your thoughts and my words will speak your words i pray today father god that you'll bless each and every person that's listening each and every person is here that to receive the word of god i pray that the anointing of the holy spirit will destroy yokes i pray father god that those that are covered by the blindness of the the god of this world will now receive light and and through this light, they will receive victory and they will overcome and we will walk in perpetual victory in our lives in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And we say amen and amen. And we're going to look at a few things in this text. We're going to break it up. We're going to look at the words, what it meant. And we're going to ask God to, to just give us that spirit of revelation as we're going to dig into the text. And we're going to look at the first thing. It was when Jesus said it was finished, what Jesus did, he, he used a word of accomplishment. 
When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, the Bible said, he said, it is finished. He bowed his head and he gave up the ghost. We must remember that this was not the, a plan B or that there was no other plan B. This was not the last effort of God to provide the redemption for lost sinners. Things had not gotten out of hand in Jerusalem and God decided to allow Christ to die upon the cross. This was God's plan since time began. Christ is the Lamb of God slain way before the foundations of the world. Immediately after the fall of Adam, God prophesied that a Savior would come. In Genesis 3 verse 15, the Bible says, And I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between that uh, between thy seed and her seed it shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel his heel so when we look throughout the prophecies we have looked to, at it in the teaching of i thirst we know there's over 300 prophecies of the old testament we looked at, at about 15 um, prophecies speaking about the crucifixion and we looked into that and we understand that jesus came to fulfill we know that everything that was spoken about him he fulfilled we understand that these prophecies came came to pass concerning the Messiah, the virgin birth, the, the virgin birth in Bethlehem of Judea. He is being the seed of Abraham of the tribe of Judah, the lineage of David. Each and every one of them were fulfilled. In our previous study, we found out that all things was accomplished. The Bible says in the book of, of John chapter 19, when we read it in verse 28, the Bible says, and all things were accomplished. That word accomplished also means the same as it is finished. John 19, 28 says, After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished and that the scripture might be fulfilled, saith, I thirst. It is interesting to note that the word translated accomplished is the same word as I said, it is finished. And he uses this in the same context. And I want us to understand that this is a very, very powerful, powerful word that Jesus is saying. And as we say it, and I'm going to continue saying it throughout this teaching, it was not a statement of defeat, but it was a shout of victory. The plan of God had now been fulfilled and Jesus declared the word of accomplishment, revealing that all had been completed. It's amazing how a single word can change everything. Not guilty in a court of law changes everything. Fair on the playing field changes everything. When a woman says yes to marriage proposal, it changes everything. Goodbye can change everything. Yet there has never been a single word said that has impacted history than what Jesus said in John 19 verse 30. The word, the next thing that Jesus, that Jesus, the words that Jesus spoke was a word of anticipation. I don't think we, should, we would be doing the text any, any injust, injustice to say that Jesus anticipated an end to the suffering. Little is recorded in scripture about the actual suffering that Jesus endured. We know that he was born, he has borne our grief and having our sins placed upon him. We know that, he, that his beard was plucked from his face. According to Isaiah 53 verse 4, the Bible says, And surely had borne our griefs and he had carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him, stricken, smitten of God, and he was afflicted. Isaiah also says, I, I gave my back to the smiters and my cheeks to them that plucked off the hair. I did not, I did not hide my face from shame and spitting. My God, when we look at this, we find that what Jesus really went through. We find this in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, during the time of crucifixion, it wasn't all 
it wasn't all explained the whole thing was not really explained or or brought um in in detail to us but through through prophecies from the old testament through words that were spoken we see that 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 this did come to pass this did really happen and we see this through isaiah isaiah being one of the messianic prophets prophesying about jesus crucifixion in the text and that is so amazing and that's what amazes me when we look at prophecy and we look at the fulfillment of prophecy and we look at everything that jesus accomplished for us on calvary's cross we know that jesus was coached prior to the crucifixion the bible doesn't reveal the details but history revealed that this was beyond comprehension a cat of nine tails was used to literally lip, rip the flesh from the body of the condemned that that in itself is torment enough but he was then placed upon the cross to endure the misery that he brought with him all of this was endured while bearing the sins of humanity now we need to keep in mind that this was was the holy harmless son of god he was the second person of the godhead dwelling with the father in eternity past enjoying the splendor of heaven and the praise of angels he laid all that aside to become our sacrifice i think it would be safe to say that this was a word of anticipation surely jesus looked forward to the end of suffering once again being in the presence of the father my god that is powerful he wanted to be again in the presence of the father because we know that sin separates us from god and he experienced the separation and there was a thirst in him a thirst for the presence of god a thirst for the salvation of humanity and this is so so amazing the next thing that we find in this is a word of atonement as jesus cried out it is finished he revealed much concerning our salvation Therefore the word catalistia literally means to finish to complete a predetermined goal to accomplish a perfect plan and this was a word that was used in a variety of ways in that day each usage provides a beautiful example of what Jesus accomplished at Calvary the first meaning of this word is a servant's word spoken when the task had been completed so servant said this when the task has been completed he would say tetelestia a priest word spoken when the sacrificial enemy animal sorry had been inspected and found worthy then he would also say tetelestia the high priest declared this at the completion of the events on the day of atonement an artist words when an artist completed a painting spoke the final touch spoke spoken when the final touches had been made and the masterpiece was ready to pre, to be presented the 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 artist would use the words tetelesti ya a merchant's words spoken when all haggling was over a deal had been reached and both parties were satisfied he would use the word tetelesti ya now the vid the, the the verb teleo or, or to finish was used in first and second centuries in the sense of fulfilling or paying a debt and often appeared on receipts jesus statement it is finished at the would be interpreted as paid in full 
So the one part of the of the Telesia was not, or the one part that says Teleo is a receipt showing that you're outstanding. But Tetelistia means that it was paid in full. Child of God, this is revelation. This is insight to us because we understand that now the price has been paid in full. Jesus paid the price. Jesus took, the Bible says in the book of Colossians, he took all handwriting of ordinances out of the way. He nailed it to the cross. We need to understand that when we have the victory in Jesus, there's no sin Jesus can pin on me. There's nothing that Christ did not pay for. The, the price was paid in full. We are free. We are walking in liberty. We are walking in breakthrough. We are walking with the with whatever Christ has done for us. Therefore, you know, Paul gets excited in the book of Ephesians and he says, Blessed be the Lord and Father of our blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ that has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places and that is what the cross of christ came to do in our lives and we must understand these important statements it is finished glory be to god hallelujah many times when you watch wrestlemania when you watch wrestling programs and we and we see that when the when the fighter gets to a place where his opponent is weak and worn out and he would have a certain thing that he would do that to show that he's going to do the final move now on this guy and by this final move this guy is going to be tapped out at three and we see this and then we know the crowd gets excited because they know now this is the this is the this is the this is the move or or the thing of this this wrestler that that is his trademark and and and, and the fans goes wow and i believe that we as believers should have that same attitude when we hear these words it is finished when we hear the words tetelistia we should be excited we should know that jesus paid the sin debt in full we should know there's nothing satan can hold against me we should know we have an advocate according to first john chapter 2 and when we have an advocate and then the enemy comes to accuse us in the presence of god and we have asked for forgiveness according to first john chapter 1 verse 9 we are free we are cleansed we are forgiven satan cannot mark us satan cannot hold anything up about our past about things that we have done things that he wants to hold up against us once repented of we are forgiven because jesus died for past present and future sins we need to believe that and we need to receive this today it is finished somebody needs to rejoice because they are walking out they are walking free and those were the words that jesus christ spoke it was words of authority we cannot forget the reason for all of this jesus had not come to check on the face of man upon the earth he had not come to determine the hearts of man he came with a purpose and that was to provide the means of salvation for sinful man he came to reconcile us to god because of adam's fall in the garden all are born in sin and need of salvation for all have sinned and come short of the glory of god and we need to understand that hallelujah we all have sinned and we have all have come and all of us have come short of the glory of god but thank you God for Jesus Christ. Jesus came to provide our our redemption. Sorry. Ever since the fall of man, Satan has been on the rampage. He continues to seek and to deceive and hinder mankind. There had to be a sacrifice made that would appease the righteousness of God. As Jesus declared, it is finished. Hallelujah. He served notice to Satan that sin had been atoned. He had accomplished the will of God and humanity could be reconciled 
in his blood many believers that satan rejoiced at calvary but this cannot be true in fact satan tried to prevent jesus from going to the cross it was there that jesus secured the victory and proclaimed his, his victory from the cross when he said it is finished spurgeon says this it was a conqueror's cry it was uttered with a loud voice hallelujah there is nothing of anguish about it there is no wailing in it it is the cry of the one who has accomplished a tremendous labor glory be to god thank you for jesus we are free we are liberated we have been set free it is finished it is finished it has been finished sin has been paid for your healing is in your salvation your deliverance is in your salvation so 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 is the word hallelujah that covers all aspects of salvation we are free we are liberated we have been set free the curses have been broken we're no longer under curses we're no longer under yokes we're no longer under anything satan can pin us we are liberated one of the meanings of forgiveness is to be set free from a prison what Ever we have been imprisoned through by unforgiveness we have been liberated because we are forgiven we are walking free redeemed means he paid a price we have been set free because the price has been paid in full now remember the words we said earlier teleo means it was it was put on a receipt now receipt means that payments needs to be made and now we find catalistia it means that it was paid in full the debt is cancelled we do not owe anything there's nothing that satan can like i say continuously he cannot hold anything against us everything was blotted out glory be to god and then the bible says it was blotted out then he disarmed every principality and power and rule of darkness which means satan cannot keep a tag on us cannot put a tag on us you can only keep us in bondage through ignorance and through not and not understanding what the cross has done but when we understand it is finished we are walking out we are walking out i'm walking into my victory i'm walking free today i'm not bound by demons i will not have demons control my life i will not let sickness reign over me because i am free because jesus said it is finished glory be to god when we look at the first the fifth statement it was a word of admiration when jesus therefore had received the vinegar he said it is finished and he bowed his head and gave up the ghost we cannot consider the precious and powerful saying without recognizing the admiration in it this was not a statement of apprehension or animosity jesus knew that he had been sent to the earth to fulfill the will of god and he was pleased to please the father in john 5 verse 36 the bible says but i have a greater witness than that of john for the works which the father had given me to finish the same works that i do bear witness of me that the father had sent me jesus was performing miracles jesus was doing great things opening up the eyes of the blind turning water into wine he, he he healed crippled people that were born crippled that were crippled for years 38 years he did miracles and jesus said these works testify that the father has sent me even the blind man said how can god hear a sinner so this were words and we understand that in the book of john the bible says that these things were written so that we might believe that jesus is the son of god and so 
Jesus is here confirming this and he wants the, 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 the Jews and those who are speaking to, to believe that he was the son of God. And even though they did not want to believe, yet he kept fulfilling the will of God. Sometimes we need to just continue with what God has called us to do. Sometimes people might not believe that we are called. Sometimes when people might not believe in our in our, in our ability or in, in, in what God has placed on us, but we need to just continue. We need to learn from Jesus that even though people did not believe in him, he did not stop him from doing the will of the Father. That is what we need to continue to connect ourselves to is the will of God. Come on church, we need to believe and we need to stand upon the, the promises and believe that God wants us to fulfill the will. Remember the Bible says he accomplished everything. God wants us to fulfill the will of God for our lives. We see in John 17 verses 4 and 5, the Bible says, I have glorified thee on earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. And now, O Father, glorify me with thine own self, with the glory with which I had with thee before the world was. Now we spoke about this in the in the teaching on I thirst. He did everything that he was asked to do. He fulfilled it to the last point. He fulfilled every single thing. It was everything that God required of him to fulfill. And now he says that now it's time to be glorified. He did it. He did it. He fulfilled it. He did everything. He humbled himself. Jesus did everything. He humbled himself even to the death of the cross, says the word of God. When Jesus said it was all finished, it was paid in full. There are some things that we need to look at. What was also accomplished? Hallelujah. The types, the promises, and the prophecies were finished. The sacrifices, the ceremonies of the priesthood were finished. His perfect obedience was finished. The satisfaction of God's justice was finished. The power of Satan, sin, and death was finished. Therefore, the Bible says in Romans 5, 17, we have received overflowing grace and the gift of righteousness that we might reign in this life. It is finished. Thank you, Jesus, for finishing it. Hallelujah on the cross of Calvary. Jesus was pleased that he had accomplished the work that he was sent to perform. He was pleased that the need of mankind had been met in his sacrifices. Jesus did not view himself as a victim, but as a victor. I want to leave us with this thought today. Jesus fulfilled the work that he was called upon to do and he did it with joy hebrews hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2 we too have to be being called upon to labor for the lord let's do it in joy how will it be when our time has ended will we be able to say it is finished or will we have said prior to that day i am finished i fear that many don't finish as the lord desires us the lord wants us to finish strong the lord wants us to stand before him one day and then he could utter these words good and faithful servant the lord wants us to fulfill and complete our race the lord wants us to complete our call yes at times it's tough jesus went through tougher times than we could ever imagine he went through the times that we sometimes would have long time given up we would have long time turned back some of us are facing trials and even trials and tribulations that we feel like we want to quit we want to throw in the towel we want to give up on our faith but jesus continued 
continue jesus endured jesus finished the cause he finished everything that god required of him father give us grace to continue and hold out in faith help us not to abandon our faith help us not to abandon or or, or, or jump ship right now father in the name of jesus like you like the lord told paul when the angel gave him a word the angel said to him nobody must jump overboard stay on the boat and everyone will live now that was a hard word in a tough time i mean they were now at sea they were about is about the boat is about to sink and your god says do not jump over what is god saying to us in this season what is the things that we should not abandon ship what is the things that god wants us to endure what are the things that god wants us to press through on what are the things that god wants us to come into fulfillment because he was only when the bible says when he humbled himself to the death of the cross it was only then that god exalted him and gave him a name that is above every other name that at his name every knee shall bow of things in heaven things in the earth and things under the earth it was only then that he fulfilled in everyone throughout the word of god that fulfilled the word of god and the prophecies and went through the trials and went through the tribulation and went through the hardships and difficulties only when it was at the end god lifted them up only when it was at the end hallelujah they then had the the, the, the the grace to carry it through and finish the course that God has called them to and I pray today that you will receive the grace and that you will receive the ability to endure through the trials of life and so that you can stand one day and say these words tetelistia but it will be impossible for any one of us to say these very words because we find that we find that we find this in the life of paul hallelujah that we need to understand that even paul said this in second timothy 4 verse 7 i have fought a good fight i have finished my cause and i've kept the faith now the word finished there also means tetelistia but what is different between jesus and paul's when Jesus said the word Tetelistia, Jesus completed something that nobody else needed to continue in to finish. But when Paul uses this word, he has not, he has finished his, his race, but the work still has to continue. And therefore Timothy received the, the, the baton and the baton was passed on from generation to generation. But the work that Christ accomplished on the cross is a complete work no nothing can be added to it nothing can be subtracted from it and that's the important thing that we need to understand when jesus said it is finished we understand this and we need to understand that god wants us to finish what we need to finish on this earth there's no easy way out there's no way of escape it's either we finish it or we never experience the hand of God or the blessing of God or we never know what it feels like or we will never know what what Joseph felt what when he went, went up to the throne and became prime minister we'd never know what Moses felt like when he stood before Pharaoh and had to tell Pharaoh to let the people of God go we would never know what Job felt of when Job experienced the double blessing we would never know what Esther felt like when she endured the three days of suffer, of fasting and in praying for the nation and when the nation was set, set free and Haman hanging upon the very gallows that was built for him we would never know what david felt what felt like when it came into his time when he was anointed as king when he stood before hallelujah this the nation of israel and was anointed and went up to jerusalem and took down and took the stronghold and became the king of israel and up until today was the greatest king that ever lived whenever we read through every one of their stories we find that they went through a journey and that's what we find about in jesus christ he fulfilled the plan and the purpose of God and therefore he could say at the end glory be to God hallelujah 
I praise God. I praise God as we come to the end of this today. Will we be able to say at that time that we have finished our course when it's our time to meet our master? Will we be able to declare tetelistia when the Lord calls us home? If there is a need in our lives, why do we not bring it to the Lord? If we have never been saved, Jesus has already accomplished all that needs to be done for our salvation. It's not a do salvation, but it's a done salvation. Jesus fulfilled all of this so that you and I might be saved. Jesus said this, Spurgeon says this, he says, he has finished his work for me, then I must get to work for him. I must persevere until I finish my work to not to save myself, for that is all done, but because I am saved. Glory be to God. I need to finish my work. I pray that God will touch people. I pray that God will touch your heart, touch your life. First of all, we're looking at the victory of Calvary. We thank God. If you're not born again and you believe that Jesus Christ has done it all for you and it's confirmed in your heart because you can only believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. If that is you, I want to pray. I pray. I want you to say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I believe that Jesus did it all for me on the cross of Calvary. I believe today that through his shed blood, I have been forgiven. I am now saved. I am now born again. I am a child of God. If you truly believe that prayer, you are now born again. I want to pray for those who are saying, I'm going through a hard time. I'm going through difficulty. I'm going through storms. I am facing my challenges and I feel it's impossible. I have the prophetic word. I know what God says about my future. I know what God says about my life. But right now I do not feel like I can go through this. I cannot finish this. I cannot accomplish this. If that is you, I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. Father, I pray for those who feel weak and weary. I want to pray for those who feel weak today. They will know that when they're weak, they are strong. I want to pray, oh God, for those who feel they cannot endure to the end. I want to pray for more grace. I want to pray, God, that you will strengthen them, that you will empower them. I want to pray, God, as your word says, and for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. Father, let us look towards the finish line. Let us look towards the end. I pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus, strengthen your children, especially in this perilous times in which you are living father that all your children will be empowered to fulfill and complete the race that at the end we will be able to say i have run my race i have finished my course and we will declare when we stand before god you will be able to say to us father good my faithful servants come into my kingdom and come and enjoy all that i have prepared for you father i just want to thank you today for your word i just want to thank you jesus christ that you have finished it all in Jesus' mighty name, we give God all the praise and the glory. It is finished. Glory be to God.